Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. Father, we thank you for your living word. We don't only hear it, we also praise it because you are the word. We pray that this evening you'll fill us with a spirit of praise in praise of Jesus Christ who is Lord forevermore. We thank you Father in Jesus name we pray. Amen. God bless you and be seated. We have been making progress and it is the right progress. It is not all progress that is right. There is a way that seemed right unto man, the Bible says, but the end thereof is death, is destruction. So it matters that we make the right progress, which I trust the Lord that we have been making. How right is it? Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, the verse number 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And that revelation of Jesus is starting right. Some people have gone far ahead in life, in quotes, but they have not started right. How blessed are you that even though the world thinks you may not have gone far, but you have begun right. If you are traveling to a destination and you are not on that road, it makes no sense how fast you are going and how far you have gone. And by the way, Jesus is not just for now, he's also for eternity. So, it matters that you start right. He is the right starting point. And that is what the revelation of Jesus Christ is about. Then not only should we start right, we should also continue right. Stay in the lane. Stay in the right lane. Jesus himself said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And so we spoke about the testimony of Jesus Christ. Continuing right the testimony of Jesus Christ. Then as we are in the way, in fact in the book of Acts, uh, they used to call the Christian faith, the way, the way. And it's not only enough that we continue in the way, we must trust in the way. Sometimes you are, you are, you are 
faced with challenges like John the Apostle here. He was banished to the island of Patmos. What should he do? Should he doubt his Lord and quit on his Lord? No, he has to trust. So when Jesus appeared to him, he said, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, he knew once again about the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And so we start right, we continue right, and then we trust right the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Once again, it matters what you are trusting. Some trust in horses and chariots, the Bible says. Some trust in men. But we will do well to trust in God. Trust in God. Trust in God. And trust Him with all your heart. In other words, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't trust something else. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. Trust in the Lord. And He shall direct you in all your path. Now we are still doing things right. Because the Word of God instructs us in righteousness. In the path of rightness. Today we are studying from Revelation 1, the verse number 6. And has made us kings and priests unto God, his Father. Now he's talking about Jesus Christ. He has, even though his name does not appear there, but it is he who has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. From verse 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, who has made us kings, he's still talking about Jesus, and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, even before we look closely at this message, you realize how outstanding Jesus is. And I want to underscore that that Christianity will always be about Jesus Christ. Always. Not because we are reading from the book of Revelation. No. So that we have seen the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh that is a nice topic to talk about. No. It is about him. He is the substance of the faith. He is the substance of the faith. Colossians chapter 2, the verse number 7. Now, the whole of Colossians, for instance, was written in defense of Jesus as God, the deity of Christ and his sufficiency. And we should guard that. Colossians 2, 7. 
rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as he have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Everything Christian is after Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Now, verse 17. Which are a shadow of things to come. For better understanding, let's read verse 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of a new moon or of the Sabbath days. Why is he saying that? Because sometimes some of these things take preeminence over Jesus. People are very loud on Sabbath. Sometimes people are legalistic. The whole church is about women covering their head. The whole church is about dressing. The whole church is about meals, food, days. They exist in different cultures, depending on what the church is after. Sometimes the whole church is about money. Sometimes the whole church is about prophecy. Sometimes the whole church is about power, whatever that means. But it's, 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 it's none of those things which are a shadow, verse 17, of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Listen, if it is even power you are talking about, it is a shadow. The body or the substance of that power is Christ. If it is holiness you want to talk about, Christ is the holiness. You can't talk about holiness and leave Christ behind. That will amount to legalism. Don't do this. Don't do that. So he says all these things, all these things we attempt in religion. And by this he was talking about the Old Testament. All the Old Testament uh, symbols types they, they were shadow of things to come but the body of the substance that is the uh, direct meaning of the of the word body there that the substance is of christ and that will always be christianity let's keep that in mind christianity is christ he is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus. I, I, I want that thing to come strong to you. Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. We are not going to have salvation we are not going to have church we are not going to have the scriptures without jesus they are they will testify of me he said looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith of what we believe 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, it is worth talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ, the testimony of Jesus Christ, the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, and what we'll be talking about today. Praising right, the glory and dominion of Jesus Christ. That is our message for today. Praising right, the glory and dominion of Jesus Christ. But before then, let's still come to terms that this whole thing is about Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1 verse 1. Luke is writing and this is what he says. The former treaties have I made O Theophilus of all that Jesus of all that who? Jesus began both to do and teach. Now by that he was referring to his gospel. And of course the book of Acts is a continuation of that which Jesus began both to do and teach in the hands of his faithful apostles. So it's about Jesus. The consistent, persistent testimony of the apostles was the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. For instance, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 from verse 22. The consistent, persistent testimony of the apostles was the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't have any message other than Jesus Christ. That is the whole point. It was their consistent, persistent testimony. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as he yourself also know. Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. They could not leave that behind. Then verse 24, he says, whom God has raised up. They spoke about his resurrection. Chapter 3, verse 13. Acts 3, 13. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Chapter 4, verse 9. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, persistent, consistent testimony, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, that this man stand here before you. Because by the time you mention Jesus, then the other things concerning him starts coming up. His death, his burial, his resurrection in particular. Verse 12, there is no salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And what is that name? It is the name of Jesus. And that is Jesus himself. Chapter 5, 
verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hung on a tree. In our book here, Apostolic Emphasis, the, the, the second chapter is considering Jesus, apostolic focus. It is about him. Jesus is not one of the subjects of the faith. He is not one of the subjects of the faith. He is the subject of our faith. He is the subject. So if, listen, be careful of people who make themselves masters of some subjects without Jesus. And the worst is when they sprinkle some Jesus on it so that it can get your attention. So they can talk about marriage and marriage and marriage and you don't... So who do you think Paul was? You think he was smarter than Paul? When he wrote about Jesus, about marriage and the context in which he wrote it, it was Jesus. No wonder worldly people even listen to such a message. Because the offense of the cross is not in that message. Everything it's Jesus. He is not one of the subjects. He is the subject. He is not a favorite topic among topics. He is the topic. Giving light to all other matters to be addressed. Acts chapter 28 verse 30. Acts 28 verse 30. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. And receive all that came in unto him. A minister can be self-supporting. Doesn't need to depend on people. Preaching the kingdom of God. And teaching those things. Which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence. No man forbidding him. May we be confident about Jesus Christ. So much confidence. This Paul, he said at a point that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Then he told the church in Thessalonica, he says, don't sorrow as people who don't have hope. Because he was talking about the hope of resurrection. Now, if you don't know Jesus, you are not confident about him, you can say things like that. Jesus is the ultimate reason for living and the ultimate vision in dying. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Philippians 1, 20, 21. According to my inex expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also, Christ, Christ shall be magnified in my body. He is the reason for living and the ultimate vision in dying, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live 
is Christ and to die is gain. So, apart from the message of Jesus, our living is even Jesus. People should not know us for some other reasons other than Jesus himself. Oh, he, 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 we know these people, they don't do this. That is not the, the highest testimony. Or they do this. No. The mark should always be Jesus Christ. And uh, tonight, he is the reason why we praise. Jesus is the reason why we praise. Praising right. The glory and dominion of Jesus Christ. Praising right. Revelation chapter 1, the verse number 6. And has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Praising right. The glory and dominion of Jesus Christ. Psalm 65, verse 1. We have come to Mount Zion. But before we came there, and we are now there, by the grace of God, look at what he says. A Psalm of David, Psalm 65. Praise wait for thee, O God, in Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. Praise waits for thee in Zion. Praise waits for thee. It is none other but the praise of Jesus Christ. The glory and dominion of Jesus Christ. So when the church came into being in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, that is exactly what happened. Acts 2, 47. Praising God. Praising God. And having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The Lord bless us with such a testimony. Praising God. If we lose the awareness of Jesus Christ, our praise becomes pointless and meaningless. If we lose the awareness of Jesus Christ. We don't praise because we are testing new instruments. There's nothing like that. So we have gotten new instruments. We are coming to do praise night because of new instruments. No. We are the instruments of praise ourselves to offer praises unto God. And it is praise because we are aware of Jesus Christ. He is the key of Christian praise. Praising right. Jesus is the key of Christian praise. In these days of a lot of uh, creative things, uh, abundance of Christian music, one thing we should never forget that Jesus remains the key of Christian praise. Not because we are mentioning his name in a song. It's more than that. 
we are talking about a focus on Christ, an absorption with Christ. He is the key of Christian praise. We are going to look at our message basically in three ways. Number one, what is praise? Praising right. We have to know what praise is. See, that is why Christian doctrine or teaching is important. So that we know what we are doing and we do it right. What is praise? Number two, look at whom we praise. And then number three, we'll look at why we praise. One, what is praise? And we are looking at adoration. What is praise? To whom we praise? Coronation. When we say coronation, enthronement. Enthronement of who? Of Christ. Glory and dominion. To him be glory and dominion. Whom we praise. It is him we praise. The crowned Christ. When a king is crowned, uh, there is a loud noise, especially uh, in, in the West, where they have very ancient monarchies. You see the trumpets blowing in coronation of the king, in praise of the king. So whom we praise, the coronation of Christ himself. And then finally, why we praise? Why do we praise? We praise for our redemption. Number one, what is praise? Praise is adoration. It means to adore or exalt. To exalt, to lift up, to pay tribute to, to celebrate. Now, this was a common feature of the New Testament church. It was in the form of unison raising of the voices of the people to adore the Lord. The unison raising of the voices of the people to adore the Lord. That is praise. And we see a lot of that in Revelation itself, the book of Revelation. But then, in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, Acts 16, 25, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, a unison raising of the voices of the people to adore the Lord, a raising of the voice. They sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. So this was something undertone or underbreath. It was a raising of the voices of the people to adore the Lord. That's how come the prisoners heard them. And when we praise, that is exactly what we do. We raise our voices and we say something. If praise is perfect praise, we see it in Revelation. The end of all things. Revelation chapter 4, 
from verse 10. Let's start from verse 8. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Now, I have told you, when you read your Bible, get the picture right. If Jesus says that, set the scriptures, for they are they will testify of me, then we should not be distracted by the beasts. I want to know the name of the four beasts. That is not important. I want to, uh, six wings. Don't get distracted by that. Full of eyes within. You don't get distracted by that. What you must see, the focus, your lens, your, your spiritual lenses must pick up one and only one person. And that is Jesus. That's how we should read our Bibles. Look for Jesus. See Jesus. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him. We don't get distracted by that. And sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy. Let's all read verse 11. Ready, go. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Hallelujah. That is praise. We raise our voices and we say. Chapter 5, verse 9. Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song. Saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Saying, listen, let me correct something right away. It should never happen in our church. We don't chant as Christians. Listen to what I'm saying. You are seeing a lot of that coming up these days. Those things are all faulty pseudo-spirituality. And we are chanting. We are chanting. So you don't really, you know, then you just hear a, a rephrase. Ah, ah, ah. That, can, that is not Christianity at all. And the church said, Amen. No chanting. Nobody should come behind our property and start chanting. This is the house of God. We say. It doesn't matter the feelings it is giving you. It's not the feelings. It's not even the results. And we chanted and there was this result. There's nothing like that. We say. Christianity will always have its borderlines. So that we will know what is right and what is wrong. This is one of them. This is no chanting. Where, where do you see chanting here? Okay, Christian chant. There is no Christian chant. In the same way there is no Christian stealing. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof. Solid message. For thou was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That is praise. May you not only praise on earth here with us, may you praise in eternity with us. Verse 11. 
And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels run about the throne and the beasts and the elders. I heard, just like the prisoners heard the voices of Paul and Silas. John heard, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. What a myriad of voices saying, if it was a chant, he couldn't have recorded it. Listen to what we are saying. Saying with a loud voice, there was a clarity in what they were saying. Christianity is not when we get out of our minds. That is not Christianity. When we start acting crazy, then we are Christians. No. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power. God wants us to be able to follow what is going on. And riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Say, chapter 12 of Revelation, verse 10 and 11. And I heard a loud voice. See, praise has gone high. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. Now, these things are not things that are engineered. Christian services can easily become mechanical and regulated. These were responses to the revelation of Christ. Nobody, I mean, if there was somebody directing them and saying, at this point, everybody, loud voice, it would have been written. But it, it was spontaneous. Very natural. May we know Jesus in that way that we will have expressions of praise in that manner. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now it's come salvation and strength. Now sometimes you are in your house and you are, you are the only one you are going and coming and singing alone, maybe in the, in the bathroom. Nobody is there saying, sister, raise your voice. Brother, lift your hands. You just lift your hands. Your hands just go like this. Your hands just go like that. That is how you are doing. You see, that is real Christianity. That is worship. That is praise. Now it's come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and of the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. See, this is praise with meaning. Adoring. It's adoration. Adoring God. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. You may call it another stanza. And by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. That's praise. Now, whom we praise? The coronation. So praise is adoration. Whom we praise? The coronation. The, the, the king. Whom we praise? Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. Whom we praise? And has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him, to him, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That is the one we praise. To him. Praises is to him. Praises is what? Praises is what? What happened on Sunday when our brother was not in, you know, because he needed to go somewhere before coming to church. So we were only left with one of our instrumentalists. What a blessing it was. If you get tired and 
cast down and depressed, you are not a Christian. The church is not rock and, rock and roll where we plug in our metals. Then we start, you know, making noise, clanking the cymbals, and that is not that. To him, the key of our praise, whom we praise, to, so if to him is not there, we are not praising. To him. When I really want to praise, I put off anything electrical and artificial. I don't want help. Emotions are very deceptive. You know, so because the keyboard is playing and the piano is playing, then you are like, blessed be the name of the Lord. When we give lights out, then you get angry. <laughs> that is no praises. No, I always try to think hard. So, so who was helping Paul and Barnabas? I think in Silas in the prison. Which record did they put into play? But they found praise in their spirits. Why? Because it was to him. To him. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Sometimes our praise is not to him. It is to our sound system. Sometimes it is to our dressing. Sometimes we are even praising a man. Yes. A pastor has to be very intentional or careful because people can easily praise him. They say they are singing the song to the Lord, but it is actually for somebody. But whom do we praise? We praise him. Romans 11.36 The apostles never left that key of praise. Romans 11.36 For of him that's praise and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever and the church said amen. amen that's praise for of him if we upgrade our instruments here it doesn't register in heaven we are the ones who have upgraded it Praise still remains for of him, through him, to him. That is why we sang that, we sing that song. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things, you deserve the glory. So you see, the latest song, it doesn't come in. What is latest song? There is always the one whom we praise. That is what justifies praise Ephesians chapter 3 verse 21 Ephesians chapter 3 verse 21 unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end amen so if it is not to him it is not praise let's get that if it is not to him it is not what? Praise. It is not about the sweetness of the song. Neither is it about the euphoria of the moment. We are talking about praising right. How right is it? It is when it is unto him. We are talking about the glory and dominion of Christ. 
not the glory of a singer or a song. So it's neither, it's none of these things. Praise looks good on the Lord and that is all it is for him. May we praise right because it is unto him. It is unto him. Finally, why we praise? Why do we praise? Revelation chapter 1, the verse number 6. Praising right. Praising right. So far, what we have said about Jesus Christ, they are very, very foundational. Before we can move on to say other things. The revelation of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus, the faithfulness of Jesus, and then the glory and dominion of Jesus Christ. Why we praise? Now when you put all of that together, verse 6, and has made us kings and priests, kings and priests unto God and his Father, that is redemption. Redemption makes us kings and priests. We are no more slaves of sin and of the devil. We have been redeemed and we have been made a royal priesthood. Kings and priests. Kings and priests. Kings and priests unto God and his father. We have been brought into the family of God. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Why do we praise? Because of redemption. I've been telling you of late about things that sneak in and we call them testimonies. The highlight of praise in the early church was the redemption that they had received from the Lord. So everybody had a testimony. Everybody had a testimony. Why? Because they were the redeemed of the Lord. That was the main thing. We praise because he has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. How? By redemption. That is the main reason for praise. That is why we praise. That is why we praise. That is why we praise. If our praise falls below that, we are not scriptural. When we say, let's praise God, then, you know, our minds are now divided. Somebody's mind is on some money he received. There's nothing wrong with that. You can praise God for that, but that is not the main thing. How, how do we know it's not the main thing? Is it because we are saying that? No, it is, it, it is the, the authority of scripture. The Bible says this is what praises. This is why we praise. You know, sometimes somebody can be praising God loud. The whole church, about 15 minutes, they're on their feet. 30, because of somebody's testimony. And it is possible the person is not even redeemed. That sister, this thing we are praising to God for you about. Let's stop. Uh, can, we, can we thank God for your salvation? Your, your redemption, you know, the person might be depressed. Ah, so what God has done for me, God has given me a stop. Yes. It matters we talk about praising right. May the Lord help us to praise right. Sometimes a whole composition of, a, of songs are about those things. 
how God has helped me to have food, how God has helped me to have uh, clothing. That is no praise. Why we praise redemption? Why do we praise? And has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him, then, be glory and dominion forever and ever. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. So we see that sustained reason all through the book of Revelation. It is the, it is the, the height of heights of the church. The church has gotten to the end. Why are they praising? That is what we should be praising right now. Revelation 5 9. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, not our passports, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us unto God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That is what is common to the tongues and nations. That is what is common. What you call praise may not be common to somebody in another nation. What you call blessing may not be a blessing to him. But there is a blessing that is common for all generations, world without end. What is it? It is our redemption. I pray that our intestines will begin to kick at the sound of redemption. To open the seal thereof, for you were slain. That is the subject of praise. Look for songs around that. And as redeem us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That is why we praise. Verse 12 saying with a loud voice with loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain he was slain redemption he was slain that is why we praise you see marketing is entering church you can't market this one if testimony time is going to reduce to this you can't do marketing a lot of pragmatism we are not saying we can't say glory to God for some of the things he does for us. But that is not why we praise. Chapter 7 of Revelation. Why do we praise? Because I've got a phone. No, think about it. It's a, it's a big testimony. I have a phone. It, it just tells us we are not reading our Bible. Thank God for phone. If you don't have it, you get one. You must be grateful to God. But why do we praise? That is why there is no song that praises a phone. And even if we are singing in that direction, you know, because of a phone, instrumentalist, can we have you come up on stage? Can you come and get the mic? What God has done for us is that we have not seen some before. The church will always be the church. There is a voice that runs through the faithful church in all generations one of them is the voice of praising right one of them is the voice of praising right blessed zion holy zion praising right 
then it eliminates the other things. God willing, next week we'll be talking about thinking right, the church of Jesus Christ, as we get to chapter 2 of Revelation. And Jesus starts talking about his churches. We must start thinking right what it means to be the church. What was Jesus looking for? Thinking right. A lot of things have gone wrong and we have to bring them to their rightful place. And one of them is praise. Praising right. It is to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Revelation 7 from verse 9. And after this I beheld and lower great multitude. Don't worry about the number here. This should not regulate your praise. This is rehearsals for the ultimate. A great multitude with no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne. Brothers who are on mission fields be encouraged. God has already determined the end. All he needs is your obedience. And he stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palm in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying, Salvation. Huh? Not passport. Not visa. Not husband. Not wife. Not children. That is it. Salvation to our God which sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Then all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God. And they also said, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto God forever and ever. Amen. Why we praise. We need to recapture praises from something entertaining to ultimate sense of our redemption. Never be under pressure for people to make you change here as you are praises. Always let's stay with the word of God. We need to recapture praises from something entertaining to ultimate sense of our redemption. Now on this point we want to ask, do lyrics matter? Of course they do. If the reason for our praise is redemption, then lyrics matter. Everything we read in Revelation is lyrics. Right singing the right words. It matters. Just before I came, there was a song that came to my mind. And I said, no, the content is not good. Not for the pulpit, just for myself. I felt it is good in some part, it's not good in some part. So lyrics matter. Then again, we are talking about praising right. Does style and genre or type of music, does it matter? And the answer is absolutely. So the lyrics matter, because that is what would justify whether it is the song has, has a redemptive tone or purpose. And then the style and the genre, the type. You know, at the, the, there is a style you can sing. At the end of the day, it is not praise. 
I mean, you will never praise for the five minutes of the song. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. It's true. I don't want to sing any song, but it is true. The style. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The style. Thank God for his word. I said, thank God for his word. May the Lord help us to do things right. Now, let me appeal to the Old Testament. David was the sweet psalmist of Israel. There were other composers and singers. Even Moses had a song, Psalm uh, 90, the song of Moses. Miriam sang a song. There, there were the Asaphites, the sons of Korah. Now, what is common to all these things that there is a style of singing. Nobody goes off. Because the pagans too had their style. The song that was being sung during Herod's birthday party. And then the wife requested for the head of John the Baptist. It is likely not the style. I'm not even talking about the West. The way this girl was dancing is it's not any of the Psalms of David. Are you listening to what I'm saying? How many of you are thinking along what I'm talking about? Yes. So there is a style. There is, there is you see, a Hebraic style of singing. Different from the world. So style and gender matter because they can take the praise out of the moment. So at the end of the day, we did not praise. You just heard words. There was art, but there was no praise. There was creativity, but there was no praise. There was expression. Maybe there was even choreography. Listen. The testimony of God is impartial. It has no respect for us. Let's relax and stop defending our little positions. God will never change. It is what it is. Can you say amen? So that we do things his way. We do things his way. So what we call praise must be praise indeed. Not a performance or a piece of an art rendition. Our lyrics matter and the style and genre matters. At the end of the day, our praise should be saying, To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And amen. And amen. The amen is forever and ever. Say amen. He could not be writing forever and ever and ever and ever. That is why he said amen. Forever and ever. It continues on and on and on. Let's be on our feet. I don't think this is the appropriate time for us to praise God. But for us to go home with the heart to praise right. So we are going to pray as a church. That the Lord will help us to praise right. Our praises will fit New Testament definition of praise and pattern of praise and purpose of praise. So, Father, help us to praise right. Lift up your voice, everyone, and pray with, with us. Help us to pray right. 
to praise right. Help us to praise right. Praising right. Praising right. Praising right. Praising right. Praising right. Words matter. The words we use, they matter. The type and gender of our songs, they matter. Praising right. Praising right. To praise is to adore, is to exalt. Praising right. And the purpose of the praise is redemption. That's why we praise. That's why we praise. And it is for the king, for our crown king. It's for Christ, to him. We don't praise ourselves. We don't praise someone else. We don't even praise a victory per, per se. We don't praise something in particular God has done for us. No, we praise him. He did it. For of him and to him and through him, we praise. We praise. For of him, to him, through him, be all glory. Lord, help us to praise right. To praise right. When we gather as a church, let us praise right. Yes, having begun right and continuing right and trusting right, now Lord help us to praise right. 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 In the name of Jesus. To praise right. Help us to praise right. Help us to praise right. Help us to praise right. Oh yes, Lord. Help us to praise right. Help us to praise right. Help us to praise right. Constrain us to praise right. Not to do things our own way. You deserve the glory. You deserve the glory. May the flesh not get in the way of our praises. You alone deserve all the praise. Let your spirit guide us by your word to praise you right. To praise you right. To praise you right. Help our choir. All those who help us in singing in the church. To praise right. Our praising will be done right. We should not be dancing and forgetting about you. The one we pray. And we are just concerned with our body. And how we are moving ourselves. Which has no place in praising you. May we praise you aright. May we praise you aright. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. This my praise is an incense law to you. This my song is a perfume Lord. It's a perfume Lord. Oh, let it rise as a prize. Oh, expensive love to you. Let it ride as a prize, as a prize. Extensive forever. This my praise, this, this my praise. Is an incense, Lord, is an 
sense love. This my song, dear. Oh, it's a perfume, Lord. Oh, let it burn as a price. Expensive, Lord, expensive, Lord. I will let it rise, let it as a price. Extensive forever. This my praise. This, this my praise. Is an incense, Lord. Is an incense, Lord. Oh, this my song. This. This my song is a perfume, Lord. It's a perfume on you. I will let it rise, let it rise. A surprise, expensive, Lord. Expensive, Lord. To you I will let it rise, let it rise, I surprise. Extensive for a there. I will let it rise, let it rise, I surprise. Oh, expensive Lord, expensive Lord, I will let it rise, let it rise. Oh, extensive forever. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Oh, day and night, night and day. This my praise, this my praise. It's an incense, Lord, it's an incense, Lord, to you. This my song, this, this my, it's a perfume, Lord, it's a perfume, Lord. I will let it rise, let it rise. A surprise, expensive Lord, expensive Lord. I will let it rise, let it. A surprise, extensive forever. 
Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. I want you to raise your voice, everybody, and praise him for your redemption. 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 Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. I praise you for my redemption. I praise you for my salvation. I thank you, Lord. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. The lamb has prevailed. The lamb has conquered. Worthy is the lamb. 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 Oh, yes, we give you praise. Worthy is the Lamb. 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 To receive glory and honor and power. Worthy is the Lamb. 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 Oh, yes, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Find your voice in the heavenly chorus and sing, Worthy is the Lamb. Find your voice in the heavenly chorus and sing, Worthy is the Lamb. And praise, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. That's why we praise. Don't replace the Lamb with anything else. Keep Him there. All the praise belongs to him. Don't divert praise. Don't diversify praise. Don't praise something else. Don't bring idolatry into the church. Thank God for his miracles, signs and wonders. But we praise him anyway. He is the sender of our praise. Unto him be glory and dominion. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, worthy is the Lamb. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame, in love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for this love, Lord. Thank you for the nail pierced hands. Thank you for the nail pierced. Wash me in your cleansing, wash me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know now your forgiveness and embrace.
Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Seated on the throne, seated on the throne. Crown you now, crown you now with many crowns. You reign victorious, you reign victorious. High and lifted up, high and lifted Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, Son of God, the darling of heaven crucified. The darling of heaven crucified. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Oh, worthy is, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb, everybody. Worthy is. The Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Everybody shout aloud, worthy is the Lamb. Shout aloud, worthy is the Lamb. Clap your hands and shout, worthy is the Lamb. Clap your hands and shout, Worthy is the Lamb. Clap your hands and shout, Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. And there was a loud voice in heaven saying, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We worship you. Worthy is the Lamb. We will always keep our praises there in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to encourage our choir and the whole church. I know you do it. Don't look at faces and sing songs. What I mean is, oh, can they sing? They don't know how to sing. Uh, Would they be able to sing? Let's just sing these songs. Amen. Yes, let's just sing them. When you go to some of these uh, denominations in this country, they have a way they sing. That is just how the church is. And God has directed us the way he has directed us. Like our camp meeting, we have started compiling songs to be sung. At them. It's part of Christianity to sing and sing the right way. And praise God aright. And so, I'm encouraging us on the basis of praising right. It doesn't matter who is there, old, uh, can't speak this language. If we find a song, it's not about singing English songs. There's nothing like that. English song, what is that? Or American song. There's nothing like that. It's, it's about the Lamb. Praise God. Yes. So, the the content and of course the genre it matters i trust the lord we will praise aright
God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI Page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.